there's this uh, character in Game of Thrones, the famous HBO series uh, based on George R. R. Martin's books called Aya Stark. And in the in the show, Aya um, learns from this guy called Jack and Agar, initially called Jack and Agar, how to become no one. And Jack and Agar, in the show, is this character who's from this group of people called the Faceless Men. And these people basically act as if and and talk about themselves as if they were no one and their ideal is becoming no one belonging to no thing earthly possessions identities names divulged of all titles and anything that really individualizes a person and basically reducing a person back to a blank slate and so some of the themes we talked about recently on the podcast about you know where we are in our body and where how much we're in control of and you know, are we really calling the shots? Are we really the CEO or are we, are we really a slave to our feelings and our instincts and, um, and self-awareness? And so there's, for me, some uh, joy to be found perhaps in, or not joy, but perhaps some utility to being a faceless man, to being no one. And I guess in the show, this is the whole I Start character uh, development, who she's you know, her family's been murdered and she wants revenge and she's got a list of people she's going to kill and she's just a young girl learning to fight. And she's in this whole um, dilemma of, you know, does she does she um, kind of forego her identity and, and deep dive into this, this well of becoming nothing and no one and being uh, not a slave to impulse or individual desire or direction? Or does she retain um, part of her identity? And without spoiling the show, it's a very interesting kind of prospect and kind of thought experiment. I guess that's something I've reflected on lately is that there's so much, there's so little information we can ever really deeply trust. Um, but it's always interesting. It's always desirable to hear an idea and then just apply it and, and, and run it through a thought experiment in your mind. And I guess if we we're, if we're going to do that today, I think some of the advantages of being uh, the faceless man would be uh, of being no one of looking at ourselves as no one would be i guess i struggle to find the right word for this but detachment and i've talked about anthony de mello a lot um is, is a lot of the ideas i think that are also taught, i haven't read the book but the untethered soul is this idea of not really needing anything or belonging or relying or being overly invested in what any one thing but um certainly having a healthy exposure to many things in our lives, but not yeah, but not ever being detached and not ever needing people, relationships, material objects, you know. If I have a, a nicer car or a nicer apartment or a nicer home, it, it's a nice to have and not a must have. And it's that idea of detachment. So I think, um, yeah, the whole I'm no one kind of idea really lends itself to that. And I think that's part of the advantage. I think the other advantage and I've reflected on this before the show, re recording this episode, is uh, I think being able to see clearly one's role as well. And I guess what I think about it is most people don't have the problem of uh, thinking of themselves as no one. Which I know that's paradoxical. I think we don't we see the side of people that normally talks themselves down, but most people have um, a need to justify their importance in the world, and also subconsciously uh, kind of avoid being to blame for their problems as well. And I think that is the way of this the the ego within us and the astro trying to protect us 
right? And our idea of ourselves and our self-esteem is this idea of trying to protect the image we have of ourselves because we have an image. And I guess this idea of being a faceless man or being no one from Game of Thrones is the reverse of that. And so I think when I say I don't think most people's problem is thinking too little of themselves in terms of their importance in the world or their importance in their part of the world, you know, maybe, or especially in the West, I think, then maybe more of this very, very Buddhist Zen-like kind of stance is something we need to lean more into given it's the thing we tend to lack. Uh, but at the same time, paradoxically, I think people are very low self-esteem in some areas, but they'll normally find one area, and this is something that's very popular in the writings of uh, Robert Greene, for example, people will find one area that they have to be kind of um, sufficient and see themselves as being intelligent in. It's very rare for, for people to not have that. So, yeah, I, I guess it's all about dropping the need feel self-importance and even I find that now it's when I'm engaged in things from this podcast and the business projects to whatever it is whenever whenever I'm reflecting on myself I always think well if there's any when there's normally tension and if you trace why do I feel this tension or I feel frustrated about this not happening as fast as I thought it would or I'm not where I thought I would be at this age whatever those thoughts are and I find when I trace that you normally come back to this narrative of self-importance. It's very interesting. And I don't know if that'll be the same for you. I can only talk about my own experience. That's why I said at the start, run this thought experiment through your own mind. I, I'd be interested to see where, what you find. But I can normally trace it back to some idea of needing to find importance in my life. Um, um, it's really interesting. And then the whole, sometimes diving to this very weird I'm no one. And for those who have watched the show are familiar, and you can Google it after if, if you're not familiar, Jack and Agar and the Faceless Man and no one. And it's that very like hermit-like idea, you know, uh, wearing rags and living up in the mountains and in a temple and doing all this weird stuff. Uh, but in the show, they can kind of, these guys, the Faceless Men, can take anyone, can adopt any face and, and change their whole identity. It's kind of this mystical power they have. And I think... I think the, the more kind of uh, positive message to take out of that is, I guess when you drop the need for your self-importance, it's easier to kind of play the right role, maybe. That's something I think about. One of my biggest principles for myself in life is um, I only do what only I can do. And it's a quote from a book by an Aussie guy called Jack DeLosa, um, which talks about business, but I always think about it for life. I always think, what is it that, only I can do and that means that I should probably be the one to do it and I should probably not do anything else uh, you know a lot of my current work on this podcast in the education space I look at it and I do look at it as things that probably only I can do them in this way uh, probably no one else can do them in exactly the way because I'm quite I've had a unique set of experiences just like everyone else in life so it's really interesting to kind of think that way and another story I came across the other day doing some reading was um, that of Bismarck, uh, the old German slash Prussian leader in the 1800s. It's pretty interesting seeing how he was this master strategist who Germany used to be all these divided kind of little states and provinces or whatever. And he kind of strategically picked all these wars to help stir up nationalism and, and unify them and kind of turn all these isolated things into the powerhouse of Germany. And also, you know, I think one of the historical perspectives I read across read upon was that he paved the way for the world wars which is 
not great at all. But the interesting account I read of him uh, was that he picked a, a war with Denmark, mainly to stir up nationalism, and then he picked a war with Aust- um, Austria, the declining Austrian Empire, to consolidate more power, and then with with France. And that, but the kind of the way it was presented is that after that, he didn't keep going and fighting, and he kind of stirred up tensions in Europe strategically to kind of combine people into the whole what would become Germany. And so the the kind of takeaway was he never got carried away. He never got he it was clear on his goal. And he never kind of got carried away and, and let it get to his head and just pursued more and more and more. And I think that's probably what we saw with um, another uh, Germanic character that came a couple of decades later, Hitler. Because if you look at World War Two, how, you know, him stretching Germany very thin by trying to take over the East, Eastern Europe and Russia, where a lot of their most costly kind of... Um, losses in battle came almost taxing battles came rather and that being yeah stretched too thin and wanting too much too soon and so perspective is always really important in anything we do and so the question becomes how do we get perspective and i guess we in general want to be a bit more well we want we want to be we want reason you want to be able to see things using reason and deduction being a bit clearer in our thinking and so i guess the idea of the faceless man by dropping the need for self-importance i I know it's just this idea i have that when you drop the need for self-importance you drop a lot of the biases that you normally have and look at things um which is really cool (laughs) it has has lots of examples uh you know i think to talk about real estate again just because it's an industry i've had a lot of exposure to uh there's a lot of real estate agents people who work for businesses who then go out and start their own business but because i've run one of them i understand that there's actually there's a lot of overhead it's very taxing it's more work you have a lot of red tape and compliance to do and so the the way i look the way i look at that business model is most people probably go start their own business probably don't make that much more money potentially than when they just worked for someone and a lot of them would be better off actually and a lot of people i know sell those businesses and go back to working for someone because they get paid commission with no overheads and it's really funny how there's this glory of owning your own business a lot of people who who look at a lot of people have very different impression of even what i'm doing than i have and they kind of have this idea that uh you know you get you work you spend more time working on your stuff because you know it's for you and the irony is that I think my biggest motivation when I'm working is not not for me specifically. It's normally focused at, I think, what I can do for other people because I've learned from other people before me and other podcasts and stuff that probably the best way to have a cool career in life is by focusing on other people and it'll be best for you anyway. But it's always interesting to think about, you know, the business is this everyday relatable example or the promotion is that it's normally around this narrative of self-importance. Not necessarily about money, but certainly a narrative of self-importance. Uh, a lot of people, you know, want to go start their own business so they can do something for me, for themselves, which I always find really interesting. And, uh, yeah, it's, cer- it's certainly an interesting motivation. It's certainly what is, the, what is a good reason to, get to do anything. Is it just to serve you or who, who else does it kind of serve? 
So yeah, I guess we don't have to all go be hermits. And uh, I think even in the Game of Thrones, they, they're essentially just assassins in the end. So I don't think we'll directly follow the pathway of the faceless men from Game of Thrones, of, of being a true no one. But I think that lens of thinking um, can be useful from time to time. So it's interesting. So you could take that as your reflection for the day. Uh, you know, what is something that even makes you feel a little important that you can drop or you can contemplate dropping, right? Whether it's a job title, whether it's being part of a certain committee, whether it's part being part of a certain group. So what do you do that just looks like it's about giving you a little bit of a sense of self-importance? It doesn't mean you need to drop it maybe, but certainly being conscious of it is more uh, useful than being in denial of it. So thanks, guys. This has been the With Joe Eby podcast. Don't forget there's plenty more blog posts and uh, the email newsletter on the website, www.withjoeby.com forward slash blog for the blog. Um, but apart from that, we'll be back again tomorrow talking about this deep and dark mystical set of topics. Uh, but in the meantime, remember the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. See you again tomorrow.